0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flashback Flix Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And I'm Ricky.
1: And I'm Grayson.
0: <laughs> we have to go back! This week, we are reviewing the 2001 movie, The One. You know, The One. That One. In honor of the amazing movie haven't seen it yet uh us hitting theaters i can just assume it's going to wrinkle my brain and make me afraid of normal things yeah i Uh, think
1: i think we're going to call the shot and say it's amazing yep yeah
0: absolutely we decided to review one of us one of us one of us uh so the one was a movie you remember the trailer back In the early 2000s, like early, early 2000s, when Jet Li was holding two motorcycles like they were pool toys. That's the only thing I remember about this movie. Never ended up seeing it until now. Uh, But that movie was directed by James Wan, uh, the guy from Final Destination and the Dragon Ball Evolution movie that everyone hates. Mm. Uh, He made this movie because of The Matrix, Crazy, you know the matrix came out in 1999 and made all the monies and other people said you know what we want some of those monies but you can't call it the matrix what's the main character's name neo he's kind of like the one and they said thank you <laughs> and they made this movie now originally they tried to get the rock Dwayne the rock johnson um but he decided to do scorpion king instead and i'm sure he has zero regrets um and then they also offered the role To Jackie Chan to do this film, but he turned it down because he has a policy of never playing the bad guy.
1: Wow, what a quandary for him. Right?
0: And Jet Li says, not only am I willing to play the bad guy, but I am willing to play opposite of Jason Statham. (laughs) And The Rock will later learn that that's the place he wants to be. And so the movie, uh, you know, was hit theaters in the early 2000s, and it actually did pretty okay with a budget of 49 million dollars it made 72 million in the box office but it was widely panned by critics um people really didn't like it and i have a Inkling as to why they might not have liked it, but I will save that for later. But the premise of the one is a rogue multiverse agent goes on a manhunt for other versions of himself, getting stronger with each kill because multiverse. Mm -hmm. With only one version remaining, he races against the clock to finish him and become the one. So basically, when you, you know, Highlander, someone else, another alternate version of yourself, you gain their life source. Because there's only a certain number of you in all these different multiverses. They established that there are over 123 different versions of, you know, Jet Li in this movie, who he plays. Well, he plays Gabe Law Mm, and uh, Gabriel U Law.
1: Yeah, they uh, all have some kind of law in their name. And, like, the the criminal is named Lawless. So. mm that just gives you an idea what what we're dealing with here
0: and uh and so basically you know we see jet lee versus jet lee the only other person who could really stand toe to toe to jet lee which is himself and they they try to find it out to discover who is going to be the one who mm-hmm. is you know the sum total of all these multiple energy people so when he destroys someone else he gets super strength for like all these different abilities,
1: mental what, too, mental gets, too, like yeah, gets,
0: yeah, smarter, stronger, faster, stronger, harder, better, faster. I'm I'm stuck in a death punk loop. Um, <laughs> but what we later realize, spoiler alert, is that the energy actually gets divided among all the remaining people. So mm. Jet Li as you, Law is going up against Law, who both have like equal energy, and so. You law ultimately gets banished to the Hades dimension where he has to just keep on fighting all these other bad guys. And then Law is sent to another multiverse
1: where he gets to spend the rest of his days with his true love. I mean, that's if he successfully, you know, like goes through that relationship again. I mean, because he basically has to start over at the very beginning. In this
0: universe, she hates you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck. Or maybe she's already married in that universe. They don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised by the end um, because I thought that they set it up perfectly to just have Jet Li become Jason Statham's partner. Oh, by the way, Jason Statham's in this. And yeah. uh, so is his hair. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Th-
0: this is like it's, – it's. imagine if you would uh, going through your high school yearbook and realizing that, oh, my gosh, this is – Jason Statham. I went to school with Jason Statham. Imagine that. That's mm-hmm. basically what I felt was happening when he showed up in this movie because we know Jason Statham now as this powerhouse. That's yeah. like you know going back and realizing that, like, wait a second, I'm watching Pee Wee's Playhouse and oh my gosh, is Cowboy Curtis Morpheus? That's that can't. What's happening? What is happening now? Because yeah. like you know reputations uh but it's but it's very pre-Jason Statham being who he is so he's like a, a supporting role and he's not actually doing a ton of stunts no he's
1: like a rookie in in the this multi-dimensional agency as well yeah uh, yeah it was wild so this movie right out the gate introduces you
0: into the multiverse theory with like and maybe one of the best ways i've ever heard they say there's not one universe there are many a multiverse we have the technology to travel between universes the travel is highly restricted and policed there's not one you there are many each of us exists in present time in parallel universes there was balance in the system but now a force exists who seeks to destroy the balance so that he can become the one gotta give it props yeah. Bo is tied Pain. and yeah. now
1: we are off. And they explain a little later of like why are there are only what 125 universes and it's because is every time a star dies it like collapses in on itself and makes another universe. It's like right. oh so that keeps us from having him to go around killing billions of different like possible versions of himself. It's tied to an actual event,
0: right? And um and this movie, I mean this screams of early 2000s in all of the best ways. I mean And during one scene, someone falls to the ground. And then the song, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor by Drowning Pool plays, and I screamed. I was immediately like transported to a multiverse where it is always the early two thousands all the time and it was amazing.
1: Yeah, every song in this soundtrack sounds like you went over to your friend's house and their (laughs) older brother is playing their music too loudly. It's those kinds of songs that are coming through the wall. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they play
0: Get Down with the sickness and I just I just I had so much joy and glee and giddiness. (laughs) uh because like this was a this is something that we no longer do as much like we don't do this nearly as often in movies um but man in the early 2000s it's exclusively what we did
1: yeah and i think they played get down with the sickness uh right after he says this is a hospital you want me to get down on the ground <laughs> you want me to get sick i think i think he just enjoyed yeah. the song yeah yeah <laughs> Get up, yeah! Like basically, any time an action sequence can
0: be a music video, they take that chance. They leave very few of those opportunities on the floor. Uh, but I think this movie's biggest problem is that you could tell that they had a vision for this and that they they wanted this to be like a matrix movie but i don't think they had the budget for it because there were only so there's only so far that they could go with the premise there's a lot of exposition happening like we only really see uh, jet lee uh, take out one alternate version of himself before we get to um gabe and i i like that that was like the most exciting thing however it would have been so cool to see The parallel of you all like killing other versions of himself and Gabe getting stronger because they kept on saying, hey, you've been getting stronger over these last two years. And he's like, yep, sure have. I'm like, I would have loved to see that. Like, I would have loved to see him like, like solving a case or doing all these other things and like basically being the complete opposite of him like maybe even discovering that he wants to become a superhero in this universe or whatever like i i just think that would have been a really cool parallel story to show like you know um you can be a hero or you can be a villain and like what would those two parallel worlds look like um and how do they converge i think that that i think that that's actually the more interesting story to follow here and i think that that's I think that's just what was missing because I, I love this movie's premise so much. I have maybe the most recast and remake <laughs> um, potential like that I've done in recent times just because I think that there is so much promise for, hey, we're – multiverse police like even that was just so great great but i i I don't think that this movie fully delivered on it Mm -hmm. um you should see how
1: i spelled fully fully Uh. fully uh yeah i uh, i loved the the premise of this and i watched this movie so much when it first came out when i was a kid (laughs) And I had these memories of scenes that n- weren't in the movie, and I can only assume that they were deleted scenes. I thought there was a lot more stuff with the other personalities of him, like, going around and kind of taking them out. They, maybe I just made it up. Maybe it's deleted scenes. I, for some reason, I remember that electric car at the end, uh, thinking that I thought it was way earlier. Anyway, my memories of this movie did not match what actually happened. Um, but my brother and I, we used to just watch this movie over and over. And I think it's because we felt that we were grasping a really big concept. We, and that's to the credit of the movie. They lay it out really simply. They A big idea, really, it's string theory. They're laying out string theory for the general public. And I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, I... Um, Obviously, was not aware of Jason Statham uh, back in 2001 as as a child. Uh, so I felt like my biggest reaction was being like, "Oh, they're in this like Carla Gugino from Haunting of Hill House, like playing uh, TK." I was like, "Oh, wow!" Like I actually been seeing her in films and tv for a long time and just didn't realize it uh so it was cool getting to go back and and see uh those different people uh like the agent that guards her her house played by james morrison i was like that's the guy from 24 um and i like what they do with him too because he's the same convict that threw the knife in lawless's timeline but in this one he is also a police officer. So I like how you see kind of in the background how different characters are are recast in different realities based yeah. on just the choices they make. Um but yeah, it's uh it's still a fun film film to see and uh it was not how I remember it though. I do remember though, even as a kid, I remember thinking this last fight scene is going on quite a while. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that, man, and that's the other thing is, like, to its credit, I think that this movie was ahead of its time. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know, sometimes you see movies where they try special effects and it's just like, uh, g- give it a couple of years. Like, it, I I think that if this movie were to be made today, it would be spectacular. Like, yeah. the sheer spectacle of this movie would be Just, like, people, like, they they would be hopping on, like, making sequels of this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, the one, two, three, four. Oh, I
1: see. I see the issue there. Yes. I see. The two? Another one. The The one? The one after that. Yeah. That is problematic.
0: Or, like, the one sequel. Uh, But, yeah, seriously, I, I just think that there are certain things that they just couldn't do or pull off large scalely, um if that makes sense like i mm. i love the brief times that how they use uh, bullet time but i hadn't but i thought it was so cool like they basically did you know the quicksilver effect but with him like throwing yeah. people in slow mode like people like kind of just like kind of floating out i thought it was really fun to see because i'm like oh yeah we don't really see that that often like from their perspective
1: yeah it's mostly uh, in the flash like that's really the only show that does it consistently yeah. Uh, but yeah, that everything is kind of slowed down and they can move around. Right. Yeah.
0: But overall, my reaction is like, I really enjoyed this movie. Like I, I was I was enjoying it. I I also loved the the tension of never knowing which person was the person. Mm. Uh, and my wife and I had several conversations about like, OK, so what's our what's our secret like message going to be? It's like, I don't know. We have to know that we're in a secret message. Otherwise, we're going to think that the other person is just talking crazy. Uh, so we realized that we would not survive in this movie. Um, and um, our marriage has been made more complicated because of it.
1: Unless you just said, hey, if you're in a doppelganger situation, you say, what was the conversation we had when we discussed what to do when we were in a doppelganger situation? And she says, we would have a conversation about what we would do. And you're like, That's the real one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I think the ring thing that he has, he has the outline of the ring on his hand. I I have that too. Like this is like a permanent mark on my hand, basically, at this point. And uh, I was like, oh, that's a nice touch. Yeah, that's uh, and it's nice too because it ties him to somebody else. The one is isolated, Ooh. has no ties to anybody, and that's their downfall. So, mm. I think it's uh, it's really an attack on singledom. Uh, this whole movie. <laughs> So I'm, I'm sorry to any single listeners. Um, Coming this Valentine's Day, gently in the one. <laughs> uh, gently in, nobody's just that into you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking for the one.
0: Uh, oh my God! Not gonna okay. write
1: you a love song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, now we're going to hop into a multiverse where it is nothing but
1: head cannon. Head cannon. <laughs> Those are punches, obviously.
0: <laughs> of course. What, yeah. what else would it be? Mm-hmm. Uh, Headcan is a part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Oh, okay. So we talked about Matrix. Yeah. Um, Grayson, hear mm-hmm. me out. This takes place in the world of the Matrix.
1: Okay. So they they're in a simulation?
0: Not necessarily, Grayson.
1: Oh. This is
0: multiverse. Anything can go. Mm -hmm. The Hades dimension, where they sent him. Oh, yeah. He said, I will be the one. And he just starts fighting all of these people. All these people and then this giant spacecraft, like, flies through. I think that the program that the machines, like, coded Neo from is from this world. I think it's just r- around the time where the robots were starting to uprise and like mm-hmm. you know society was starting to fall. Yeah. And we're in kind of like post apocalyptic kind of world. Yeah. That it's based off like he is in that world and he still exists, you know, and he is this very powerful thing that like beyond all reason can fight all these armies of people. And so that's what the one code is based off of it's based off of the one
1: because they say
0: in the matrix there have been multiple ones before
1: you yeah that's right they do say that but he's the one so does that mean the hades dimension that location is zion like they build that whole city on top of it oh that's cool yeah i like that headcanon my headcanon was that uh law Gabe Law, U-Law, whatever you want to call him. We'll call him Law Prime. Actually has dissociative identity disorder, multiple personality disorder. And what we're seeing is the inner workings of his brain as he is resolving those personalities and kind of killing them off. Uh, so just think of it like uh, Split, uh, based on the sequel Glass by Sapphire. It's the uh, <laughs> same kind of thing. I It's actually closer to another movie that I don't want to spoil, but I think it would be um, – I, I think that makes sense, though, of he has all these personalities and – because there's – oh, so this is my evidence for it. Other than it just kind of makes sense that multiple versions of himself that he's whittling down to one primary version. Um, but there is a scene in the hospital where the doctors are discussing his MRI and they say that it is the same type of imaging you would see on a schizophrenic patient. And they're like, no, it's because it was interrupted. No. No. I think that is some of his previous diagnosis uh, seeping into his subconscious as he works through these issues. Um, so I it's actually a, a happy ending then because I think it allows him to really be Law Prime, to be his it, his true self. And what we're seeing when uh, whenever uh, U-Law is banished to the Hades dimension, that is representing that last bad personality has been removed from... Uh, Gabe Law's subconscious um, and is no longer part of him that he's now healed and uh, is mentally healthy again but that's uh, that's the mental health angle the other angle um, completely different headcanon but I noticed that Dean Norris plays Hank from Breaking Bad was the original uh, cop to escort Lawless out of the cell and so headcanon is that uh, Breaking Bad exists in one of these timelines but it would be the timeline where al gore was president um so all of breaking bad and better call saul al gore was president the whole time yes twist ending
0: wow i like that i like that a lot oh man that's that's something else i really appreciate in the movie it's just like the way uh they did characters playing double just subtle differences i could have watched like half an hour of just Different wig wearing Jet Lee, uh, because when they were just scrolling through Jet Lee in front of a green screen wearing different wigs, uh, I didn't realize that I didn't realize this until watching the movie. But this is what I've wanted my entire life. Uh, just Jet Lee goes to a wig store and just mm-hmm. tries on a bunch of wigs. Uh, it was great, I loved it,
1: but yeah. I love seeing them in different realities too. Like Delroy Lindo's character, uh, he, he was uh, Rodecker the multiverse agent that was partners with Jason Statham when he shows up as the gas station attendant and Jason Statham has that, uh, that monologue to him about like, I didn't get to tell you. I was like, wow, they found some emotional core in all this of all, all this craziness. Like that's a really nice moment. This
0: movie reminded me so much of cloud Atlas and if like mm-hmm. they had i and that's something that i would have loved to see more of of more of a like cloud atlas except it is like you see these different people experience different lives and except it's like an action movie like if it was cloud atlas the action movie yeah um, i think that that's like the level this movie needs to be
1: i'd say most movies remind me of cloud atlas almost every movie because <laughs> yeah. cloud atlas is a movie And when I see another movie, I go, oh, that's like that other movie, (laughs) Cloud Atlas.
0: You know, I have the same thing with other movies, except with Space Jam. I'm like,
1: oh, that's kind of like Space Jam. I get it, man. Yeah. No, it happens a lot. You know what? Uh, You bring up Space Jam. Space Jam is actually kind of like Cloud Atlas (laughs) because they're both movies.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. And I can see the thread. All right, now we're going to go into a part of the show where we like to talk about recast and remakes. Recast. Remake. If this movie were to be made today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? Like I just said, Cloud Atlas, the action movie. Here's my cast. Um, I would have Ludi um, Lynn. Lin. Um, huh? He played Zach from the uh, 2017 Power Rangers, live action Power Rangers oh, movie. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, or, if not him, um, I for fighting alone, uh, I, I was one of the people who watched Iron Fist, um, and I was also one of the people who agreed unanimously uh, that uh, Zhao Chang, who played the drunken guy in Iron Fist, uh, the drunken fighter, uh, was one of the best things ever. If you haven't seen it, just Google Iron Fist drunken guy. You'll see him fighting, and it's amazing. Um, and it's a really, really good uh, fight style. And I think that he would be someone who would be able to uh, have a, like a lot of really great hand-to-hand combat with different people. Right. Um, so those are my nominations uh, for The Laws. Um, to replace uh, Delroy Lindo, uh, the MVA agent who um, kind of led Jason Statham, um. uh, I would choose current-day Chris Tucker. Oh, nice. Um, and then to replace Jason Statham, uh, Taron Egerton from
1: Kingsman. Oh, he's going to be Elton John.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, he's, he's, you know, seeing him in Kingsman, he's just a very entertaining fighter. So oh. I think that that would be a good cast of characters to make up this world. Storyline wise, again, like I if we were to start out and focus on all these different, like I would, there's a lot of exposition in the one. And I think that if we would have more show, don't tell kind of thing, uh, I think yep. that that would just add to the excitement, especially when we see subtle differences. Cause I love the opening scene where we see, um, you know, lawless getting killed by Ulaw, law. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to uh, Gabe's dimension and it's almost the exact same thing. I love that kind of like replay and like, kind of like one of these things is not like the other and you like trying to figure out like what the difference is i think that that would be fun to play on people with different things Uh, especially if you have a little bit more setup like you can just start at like all right we're at the multiverse multiverse exists like i think the opening is great but i think if they just focus more on that incident where he's like yeah so one time he was like assigned to defend himself and then he absorbed that other guy's powers and then his bloodlust couldn't be quenched and yeah. th- i think that that would have been great to see let just that like, be
1: the cold open
0: please like yeah. i would love to see that and then mm-hmm. cut to you know gabe's dimension and he's like ah, well i'm just this really lovable guy that you like are starting to root for and he then he kind of has like that unbreakable moment where he's yeah. like working out and they start adding on paint cans and he realizes <laughs> he's a superhero. Like I think that that would be really cool because then it yeah. becomes a different kind of superhero movie because while we're also watching a hero origin story, we're also watching a villain origin story. Oh, like why like would heroes. Exactly. Like, why yeah. would you all, other than he's like, eh, I could potentially be a God. Like, why besides that, would he want to jump dimensions and kill himself over a hundred different times? Like, I would love to see the psyche behind that. And just like maybe there is something else uh, motivating him beyond that. So,
1: yeah, it would be interesting because he it's almost like an addict. So it would have been interesting to see uh, what are the negative repercussions of doing that? Because. There could have been two, and they're both really super strong in their respective right. Like, it's fine. Just leave it there, but it's just kind of a greed thing, I guess. I don't know. There's, You're totally right. There's tons you could do with that concept. Um, I'm conflicted about the, the editing of, of it because, yeah, you want to start the story at the latest possible point, but I agree with you that it would have been cool to see that that first time that he figured out, like, oh, I'm stronger now it's because I killed this other version of myself, yeah, yeah, I agree. For my recasting, um, I had Donnie Yen uh, as as Law, uh, who was in the Ip Man uh, series. He was also yeah. uh, more recently in Rogue One, and uh, he's really great. If not him, then I had uh, Stephen Yen from uh, he plays Glenn on The Walking Dead, and I don't I don't know if he's a martial artist, but his acting is really great, and so I feel like he'd be able to bring more of that emotional. Performance, especially the scenes with TK, I think it would be uh, he'd be really strong there. Um, But it is a very physically demanding role, and uh, we didn't talk about this, but I mean Jet Li wasn't just performing one style of martial arts; he had different styles of martial arts depending on which personality he was, and uh, that is just super impressive to me. Um, For uh, Delroy Lindo's character uh, of Rodikur, I had Terry Crews and uh yes. for tk i had jessica chastain just nice. think she would be good and then for jason statham i just had jason statham yep. uh, it it works you know what it works
0: i yeah. i mean if they i mean it's not like a big franchise but i i think they easily could just make it like all right jason statham is this you know kind of like i've seen everything that's my flawless jason statham impression oh,
1: oh you don't need to explain that no
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, so he's like, oh, I've seen everything. And then someone else starts to like Jet Lee Li comes back from the other dimension and lets him know someone else is trying to become the one. And I'm the only one who can stop him. Or oh. maybe he's not the only one. Then they have to bring back Yulaw law mm-hmm. and have him come out of retirement. And then you have Hobbs and Shaw, but different.
1: Yeah, it definitely does seem like it's set up for a sequel, especially if they had made Jason Statham and Jet Li partners at the end of it. But yeah, you could easily bring that back.
0: Yeah, and also the MVA is such a great print. Like, why has CBS, of all the procedural cop Mm. shows to not have, why not have one where there's an infinite number of universes and you're solving multi-universe crimes? Yeah.
1: Come on. Yeah, get NBC on the horn and pitch Law & Order MVA. (laughs) In the criminal justice system, there are 125 criminal justice systems. (laughs) These are all of their stories. Doom, doom. (laughs) If I were to adapt this into a, a different format, I'd love to see this as a game where you get to select your starting personality. You have 125 options, select the starting personality, but you still have the same goal, which is to eliminate all the other ones. And see, and you get more powerful each time, but you get different abilities depending on where you start. I think that'd be super interesting, a multiverse game.
0: Wow, that's super good. Or even like a yeah, like a. But what if? I mean, that would be such a good game, like a, a MMO. Like everyone is playing like a different version of the same character, and it's just like a, all just a huge knockout like brawl to be the one.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, exactly.
0: Oh, wow, that'd be so, so cool. Now we're going to go into our final segment of the show where we give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would mm-hmm. you recommend The
1: One? I recommend The One because it is a a fun action film. It's got tons of action in it, uh, which is to be expected. But it really took a, a quite high-concept story and is executed in this very approachable way. Like, it's it's probably one of the best string theory-based action films I've seen. And they execute it in a a really nice way. What I really appreciate about it, too, is I I don't think the strength of this film is its protagonist, necessarily. I think the strength of the film is Yula as a villain. Uh, It's really his story. Uh, And he has a very clear want that he wants to wipe everyone else out. He's going to stop at nothing. He gets stronger each time that he meets one of his benchmarks along the way and um that's a very clear line of action uh he is not successful and we see the results of that but i think if you're following the clearest story here like i don't really know what what gabe wants other than to not die i mean that's pretty pretty basic i think but uh as far as villain development goes i think this story does an excellent job of this is what he wants but it's going to be at his own detriment. Uh, we get his. We get more of the villain's backstory than we get of the protagonist's backstory. Of he was on this call, and then he saw himself in this other reality, killed him, got stronger, and uh, and the lie that he's telling himself is that he needs that, that he needs to be the one, which isn't true. He he just needed to be one of many, and I think it's the most interesting character in the film. And so for the strength of the villain. I would recommend The One. And I, it reminds me uh, somewhat of Thanos, where he has a very clear objective. Once I get all six Infinity Stones, I'm going to wipe out half the universe. He's not lying about that. We know what he wants, and that's very similar to what U-Law is here. Uh, there's never any question about what his true motive is. We know it from the start and we see it all the way through to its natural conclusion. So I, I think that's just really clean, uh, especially when you're approaching a, an already complicated action film. I appreciate that about this movie. So, um, yeah, for all those things, I would recommend The One.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I I would recommend The One because of its sheer potential. I think that there is mm. a lot of good when a movie can spark inspiration in you as a a viewer as a movie watcher um because like after watching this movie i'm like oh yeah they could go through all these things like i'm just thinking about am i gonna write the one fan fiction like am i about to (laughs) sit down and log the hours because i mean because the premise is so strong and i think that that is how you create new things um and, and i like movies that inspire you to create and you to want to make other things. So I'd recommend it for that. Uh, but I mainly recommend it for this joke that I found on, uh, the internet, which is the one really does take, stop hitting yourself to
1: a whole new dimension. Oh, put it on the poster, put it on the re-release 25th anniversary edition poster.
0: Two jetlies punching themselves and it just says, stop hitting yourself the one. <laughs> so good <laughs> and that is our review of the 2001 movie the one it came out in a great year too
1: 2001 one. yeah oh man after all of those that in sequel that came out like a year late <laughs> Huh, what this a breath one. of fresh air. Yeah, right. 2001.
0: <laughs> Let us know what you remember about The One on our social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and all the places we are at Flashback Flicks. And it would help to show out if you left us a rating and review on your podcasting platform of choice on a scale of one to one <laughs> times the number of 5 We're really going to tank uh, our ratings. Yeah, <laughs> One star. It's the best. Uh, no. Um, you know... On a scale of one to five ones, uh, is it one, like the one, Mm. or five, and he has the motivation to get after all the other ones? I hope I've made this as confusing uh, as As string theory. theory. (gasps) (gasps)
1: Weapons. (laughs) Learning.
0: (laughs) And be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. time on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast
1: Dumbo drops into theaters next week so it only seemed appropriate to explore that sweet little elephant's gritty Vietnam backstory in the 1995 operation Dumbo drop <laughs> Is that the theme from M.A.S.H.?
0: It sure was attempting to be.